Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone, welcome to episode number 193 of the podcast, and I normally do an intro after the interview, but I'll tell you what, I've got the two lads here with me, and I want to do one with them. Now, Sammy and Sammy, Sammy Russ, Sammy Ludeman, we're on the episode number 160, which is very recent. I don't normally get the repeats, but I tell you what, in a time of turmoil where <laughs> unrest is everywhere, in a pandemic, kindness and service just makes my heart sing. And I tell you what, these two have just outdone themselves. And not only that, they've brought so much joy to not only people in Australia, but people joining all over the world. And we're going to talk more about that. But Sammy, Sammy, how are you legends? G'day, mate. I'm going very well. Thank you. Mate, I'm doing so well. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Now, last time we interviewed, we uh, did it in your studio where you are right now, and it's looking fantastic. But you haven't been in the studio lately. You've been obviously in Barma. And for international uh, listeners, how would you describe Barma? A town of about 300 people uh, with one corner store and one pub and one road. (laughs) Right by a river. So you can do all the, the fun activities there and then go to the country pub at the end and have a beer. I, I absolutely love that. So let's talk about, obviously, coronavirus. And, and, and this episode is going to be a positive because when you look at the news, it is all negative. It's doom and gloom. And mm. there hasn't been a lot of positives out of it. But I think there have been if you're looking in the right way. And one of the things that you guys have done is made positives for people and, and given them something to look forward to on Friday and Saturday nights. But... I remember when it kicked in and Sammy, Russ, we spoke, we're obviously cousins, uh, and it wasn't looking good, mate. Like myself, uh, you guys, you perform all over the world and you've got resident gigs. Um, Talk to me, both of you, about how it felt at the start. It kind of snuck up on us, uh, really. It was like a couple of of gigs we lost on the first few days when uh, the restrictions were kind of in the air, you know, it wasn't quite kicked in yet, but a few people were preempting it and calling us and canceling. And at that point we started thinking, Hmm, this might be a, a bigger thing than we thought. It might actually affect more of our business. And then by the end of that weekend, it was literally hundred percent of our work gone overnight. Yeah. Straight overnight. And we'll, we we're pretty shattered obviously. And uh, we kind of didn't know what to do for a couple of weeks or about a week. Wasn't it? We kind of ummed and ahed. Yeah, we fought a bit, you know, yeah. tensions are high when yeah. your business is going so well and then the next day it's not going well at all. Yeah, yeah. We, we're a bit lost. And then um, for me, how the Barmer thing kind of then eventuated was because my girlfriend Elise has a primary immune deficiency, um, we decided, and we had this property up in on the Murray River near Echuca in Barmer there, uh, we decided to isolate and kind of get away from the big cities and the big town, like lots of people because the coronavirus could be so, uh, you know, d- in a way deadly, unfortunately for Elise. So we kind of went away with that and then it, it was born from there. Yeah. We honestly thought we would just be doing it as a side little project, uh, maybe once or twice a week just to keep the skill sets solid and learning new material and stuff. And we thought all the rest of our time would be spent on just doing fun stuff, you know, playing video games, going off-road skateboarding, wakeboarding, all this fun stuff. None of that seemed to happen. (laughs) So, and this is what I love about it. So it obviously started off and I remember the first Friday that you did it. And I think 
you can quote me on this and I don't have the numbers, but I reckon there's, I don't know, between 100, 200 people that stream live. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that is unreal. Because I run a lot of live events and to get that many people is a really good effort. So what was your initial thoughts when you, you know, you did that first night? Was it the rush, the buzz? Were you, were you stoked with those numbers? Yeah, I was, funnily enough, I've really enjoyed the performing side of it. Like I realized that Russ and I, yeah, we'd been through a couple of weeks of a bit of high tension. We lost a hundred percent of our business that was just, uh, just going really well. Um, you know, we're kind of two, three years into this project of, you know, doing live music full, full time and all that stuff. And I just was like, oh, geez, that was fun to perform. Geez, that was yeah. awesome to perform. And then with the numbers, I think we thought, I thought that was impressive at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's obviously what kept us going for the next few weeks. And we thought if there's going to be two or 300 people that watch this and we can change their lives while they're struggling so hard right now, then that would be a good thing. And everybody benefits. Uh, we didn't realize where it would go though. And we, and we thought we'd keep our chops up too. I remember us kind of going, well, if we keep gigging too, even if it, you know, I know we're saying that now, even if it is to a hundred people, 150 people, we're like, well, that's, that's awesome. Like that's a great way to give back and stay tight through the pandemic. So that when we come back to live performances, we've got new material. We're still, we're still on top of our game. Mm. And I suppose, did you find there was, not that there's always pressure when you're working and things, but when you're getting paid for something that, I don't know. Sometimes it takes a joy out of it. I know you both love your music and you love what you're doing, but when you do a lot of gigs and you do a lot of like things constantly, sometimes you, I don't know, the, the joy gets sucked out of it. So before we get into the numbers and how impressive it's been, have you sort of found a different love for it in, in a different way? Because, you know, you're not getting paid and you're simply doing it to help other people through a tough time. Definitely. We feel a lot more love. Um, the financial rewards, one thing, but the reward of, of the messages we get back from people where they're saying that we've seriously made a difference to their lives during this time that we've helped them get through and their family, it seems to be, uh, our content seems to resonate with kids as well. So people are watching it with their families and we get so many messages of, of joy and love from that. And that feeling is kind of better than any financial reward that you can really get from it. Like traditionally back in the day before any of this uh, hit, I would have said, we've spent a long time learning our skills and we should be paid accordingly. And this has totally changed my perspective on that, on doing free things in certain circumstances and, and helping the community out, given the response we've got back from them. It's been massive and eye-opening for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I feel a bit the same um, as Russ. But then for me, I've, I've struggled a little bit with um, not seeing people and not being around people. And I've loved, you know, the one, if we just take one thing from this, but, and it's one video that it was a little kid that started learning guitar now because of us and is getting into music because of us, like it's all worthwhile, but I have been like fairly anxious and not being dealing with the performing side of live streaming as well as I thought I would, as, as, as I really thought I would, it kind of, it snuck up on me and uh, it hasn't been easy, but the love that we get from in other ways, yes, it makes me rethink it and it outclasses it. Yeah. So it makes it worth it in that aspect. And like, and, I, totally I, and I know talking to a lot of people and like my business has gone from presenting to people now doing it online and you're talking to a computer. So exactly what you're doing. And we'll talk about your setup because I know each week how much better it's gotten, how much money you put into it and um, things like that. And it's not just on an iPhone or on a Mac, but how hard has it been going from like performing at 
the precinct at Albion, doing these huge gigs. Now to like really getting into it with the fire at your back that burning you. I'm sure that's so hot. I don't need to do that. <laughs> but also you're, you're singing at a, a, like you're just singing at a camera. Like that you don't even, like you don't even get the response from people. How, how hard has that been? It's been tricky. It's a, it feels like a different game almost, you know, live performing versus performing to a camera. Um, the audience response obviously is one thing that you, that you miss out on, but even just, just looking down a lens and, and still trying to deliver love, you know, it's, it's a bit harder to, you know, deliver love and emotion when there's that disconnect of an internet connection going somewhere else. And so adapting our stage show, that, that's been hard too, I guess. Um, a good eye opener though, uh, when you're on camera and it goes on the internet forever, if you have a little moment where you get annoyed at your bandmate, then that really shows through. And so it's honestly forced, yeah, exactly. It's forced us to be better performers and to not show that stuff and to just not sweat the small stuff basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it really has. And in a positive way, like I know I was a bit negative about it before, like we're hearing, we're getting tighter than we've ever been in our life because you're hearing every little mistake and we're taking more risks funnily enough than we ever did before. And I think we are honestly sounding better than we've ever sounded, but it feels like the worst it's ever sounded for us because there's no crowd noise. There's no claps. There's no cheering. There's no request, drunken requests for horses. There's, <laughs> Still like, happens, but, you know, <laughs> not in person. Yeah, not in person. I've seen the comments. I've seen the yeah, comments. Yeah, comments. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, I came from this music theatre, perfection kind of, you can't stuff up. Nothing can go wrong. You know, just put on a brave face and just get through it. And it's like it's broken down these different walls that Sam and I have had in different areas in terms of performing. And it's just opened up new doors. So that's been the benefit, even though it's been super scary at the same yeah, time. So, so I, I, I see that. So do you think that this has maybe made you realize, and I think for a lot of people that in their life, that a lot of things that they think are really important and put all this time in and stress actually mean jack shit. Like, to be honest, like, and this yep. coronavirus has allowed them to slow down. And, and what you're saying there, Sammy, is probably that from what I'm getting that, all these things you thought people worried about don't actually mean anything. No, they don't care. Yeah. Man, they, they, they don't s- care. They seem to prefer us stuffing up and going for a new song and pushing ourselves to the limit and making a mistake rather than putting on the perfect show. Like, and just playing it safe with songs you know. Yeah, they, they seem to resonate more with us stuffing up, making mistakes, being human. And we used to be like that. We used to, every song we'd ever bring out uh, on the internet, we'd spend hours and days and days even on just making sure every note was absolutely perfect before we released it. And we would see a, you know, a decent response, but not huge. Nothing compared to what we've seen with this, this live stream where we've actively gone the opposite approach. We've gone, let, let's do it warts and all. doesn't matter if we stuff up here and there because people will see that it's a human performance. It's live. It's real. And that seems to resonate with people way more than trying to perfect a piece of content before you release it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, and I think that is, that applies in anything that no one cares. We are our worst critics and no one would have picked up on anything of those bad notes, but you guys have wasted so much time <laughs> and no one's probably even watching those videos now. Cause you've got 20 that are just blowing <laughs> the internet up that people all around the world are watching. So, um, I think that's, if anything's going to, obviously this episode, I want people to take out that when you serve other people and you do kind things, good things come back, but also that 
don't sweat the small stuff. Get something out there. It's the only way you're going to learn. And, and people love vulnerability. People love imperfection. People yep. don't like someone perfect because then they'll judge themselves. They're like, I'm not that good. I'm not going to do it. How do they do that? So yep, I love yep. that message from you both. So let's go from episode one, 100, 200 people, unreal. Let's talk about the progression. Give me some numbers. I love stats, boys. <laughs> well, we, we topped out uh, a couple of Saturday nights ago at about 3,200 uh, concurrent viewers. Live. So that's all wow. watching at once. That, that video <laughs> is sitting at about 150, 160,000 views now though. So, and we're getting like, can, that's pretty consistent. It's dropped off a bit now, obviously when restrictions get lifted and people have other options or they go to friends' houses and they might still be streaming even at their friend's house, but there's 10 of them in a room. So there's not right. 10 different devices. So we expect to see those numbers drop, but we haven't really seen them drop that much. We, we get a lot of watch time on these things. Um, and in, in terms of numbers, you could say that technically we're still growing quite a lot, even as restrictions lift and we really see these photos coming through of five to 10 people at a house. So listen, watching through that one device, it seems like, cause Russ is much more the numbers guy. But to me, I, I'm excited about it because it's, it's like, we're still growing when we're seeing other people's, you know, other streams and other things drop off. Ours is still like where we're like, what's happening? What, why are they hanging around? <laughs> yeah. We, we must've got some formula, right? Yeah I, yeah. I love that. So I think one of the biggest things about that, like obviously your numbers increase, your music is unbelievable. Yeah. Chemistry and energy together. Um, people can really resonate with that, but there comes a time where people like quality. And if we were recording this right now on our iPhones and it sounded tinny, people probably wouldn't listen. You guys are in a studio. I'm in a studio and the sound's really nice. Your performance at the start was great, but how, let's talk about, you know, the effort that you put in because I've tried to tee this up for a few weeks. You are like, let's talk about the preparation, the setup, how it's improved, because I think these are things people don't realize how much actually goes into creating something that you have. Right, you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah, so we were pretty lucky in that we thought live streaming was going to become a thing for musicians before the pandemic hit. Uh, about six months before it, we started acquiring gear to do it properly. And we started doing some test streams, which sorted out some of the issues that most of the people have at the start of their live streaming journey. So we'd done one from Manly in Sydney uh, from the roof of a hotel uh, when we we're doing a gig up there. And we'd done one from this studio. Uh, but they were short ones, like maybe 15 minutes. We hadn't got the format right, but we'd crossed a lot of the bridges that people are yet to cross even now with their, with their other streams. And when the pandemic hit, it was, it was like we were rewarded for having that, that knowledge beforehand and having the equipment. All the live streaming equipment around the world was hard to get. Everybody bought it out Sold and we happened to have the best stuff. Exactly. We yeah. happened to have the best stuff already uh, and ready to stream and the knowledge on how to use it. So that really helped us in terms of getting set up um, still lots of problems along the way, heaps yeah. of them, like the, the internet being one. Yeah. But I think, I think we we're super lucky because of that knowledge of the technology It's like by having someone like Russ, like a partner, business partner, like Russ, he's always been into technology. It's like, that's the, the major stepping stone of like the first factor. Then you have to buy all the gear, which we happen to have. So it was just such a kind of head start, but then, as soon as this happened, Russ and I straight away got on, Russ straight away got online and we purchased the next best thing. It's like, we've always put in a lot of money to our tools and we never underestimate the tools 
and how much technology can help us. And I think as in specific kind of terms, musos can be a bit, uh, you know, lackluster, but take a bit of time to adopt new technology and new things. And, 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 and unfortunately it's cost them a little in a bit and it's helped us. Yeah. yeah. Cause they don't have that, that technological skill set or background cause they haven't needed it for their stage performances. And you can have like the best, the best artist performing a brilliant performance, but if you record it through a crappy lens and you don't, you don't have good camera equipment, you don't have a good audio signal chain, then people are still not going to want to watch it. They're not going to go, Oh, this is something I'm going to stream to my TV and sit down for a couple of hours and watch. Mm. You really need the quality of audio and video to get to that level. And I think to your point, Saidi, is this, you know, people can sub, even subconsciously listen, if, if you know what I mean, subconsciously listen to this podcast. They can sit there and know it sounds good and therefore not actively want to quickly change the station. Whereas if, if something come, if I'm listening to something with a bit of static in it or a radio station that's not quite connected or some crappy sound, I just want to change it. I just want to, yeah, I want to flip over and I don't know why. And I feel like it's also that, that element too. Yeah, but I, I, I'm going to go back a step there and say luck. Oh, we're lucky that we've got this equipment. That's yeah. not luck. That's been progressive. No. And like, don't sell yourself short there because you guys are always thinking of different ways to, you know, come up with things. Like, like that video you did in Queenstown, you know, before lockdown, like the quality of things is one thing, but then mm. to invest in yourself. And that's exactly what you've done. Like, yes, you may have spent money on it, but that's an investment in yourself because you know, deep down where things are going yes a pandemic that wasn't on the cards you didn't think oh 2020 we're all going to go into lockdown and i need this like we don't think like that but you are actively investing in yourself and that's one thing you've always done and potentially where you are right now you're going to do an album and um through this like the river people are probably i think i was uh, down the street the other day and someone's singing the river they weren't but they could have been (laughs) 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 you're in a studio now so what has this done for your profile uh like talk to me about that like what 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 have you seen so far i know you haven't seen a lot of people or you haven't done live gigs but um what's the response been in your following and things like that well our following's got much larger than it was. Um, we get a lot of love back um, from people posting Instagram videos, you know, watching our streams and dancing with their kids in front of it. We get a lot of messages showing kids learning songs and even learning our own song. That's been the weirdest feeling is now that, now that we're <laughs> making that transition into original music, we get videos of people and little kids singing the river. And the first time I saw that, it made me feel so awkward. And I yeah. don't know why. It just the, the fact that something we wrote would be in their mind enough for them to want to sing it back to us and film it and send it to us. It That's made me feel really weird, but now it just amazing, makes me feel, though. yeah, it makes me feel awesome now. Um, Nope. I don't really have anything. <laughs> I was really enjoying what <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> That's all right. But so, uh, cause I remember, and if guys are listening, go and listen to episode number 160 because you'll get um, a really good background and, and bit of like upbringing and the chemistry that these two have. And I remember one of the things we spoke about was you obviously spent all this money on this amazing studio. And now it's like, when are you actually going to record these songs and when are you going to do it? Um, this has made you do that, hasn't it? Because what you've yeah. also done is you, you've been live streaming and you've been live streaming just, and I've watched a couple of them and I'll be honest, they're pretty boring, but you're getting so many people watching you live stream, record a song. Like yeah. you're getting more people live stream that than main sets. Isn't that just mind blowing? 
we we actually couldn't believe that like you know we got these uh, you know friends and other people out there who are performing and because we built this uh following we're live streaming i agree very boring <laughs> sorry like, sorry to say i'll be no, honest no, I agree too. but but i but i mean i totally agree russ and i kept saying why are people watching this <laughs> they they've invested in your brand and you've done them a favor of providing entertainment for friday and saturday night they they're like we got you guys we got your back so we just feel like there's this community behind us that are like if you guys looked after us we're going to look after you and it that's what kind of blew me away when we especially yeah. when we did that live stream i was like that was 11 hours of some boring technical <laughs> stuff and like sam and i will admit it that's yeah. not how we usually record we felt weird because we're in a different space we were live streaming so we couldn't argue and swear at each other <laughs> we like, even ended the first one so we, we could have an argument yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. it's been five hours let's end this yeah. and we're teething inside going, like, we, need, we need to talk about this and so like it was such a big learning curve but it's like just because we decided to say hey let's do this thing that doesn't seem like anyone's done before people were like appreciate you guys doing that yeah it's not perfect appreciate you guys doing that or something it it's it's kind of baffling at times yeah and I, I, I really, like i don't know like you know you try to put your finger on it you try to go yeah, what why why are people responding like how they are what are we doing that's different than what, what we've done before and you just kind of go well i can guess but i don't actually know well, I, I think it, and, and what it comes down to, life is all about relationships and you have oh, yeah. built up, you know, credibility through the roof and people relate to you and they like watching you and everything you've done. And, and I think that's a great lesson for people that um, if you want to do anything in life, you want to write a book, you want to do anything, unless you've got a following or you build up credibility, the only people are going to buy your book are your mum and dad and your brother and sister like how's anyone gonna find out about it like and not saying that you guys didn't have a good following before but now when yeah. you record these songs people are going to be like chomping at the bit to get them because you have invested in them and you have built that rapport yep and the sense of vulnerability as well i think you you hit the nail on the head before with that word uh, this is the first project we've done where we've decided to accept it even if it's not perfect and show our raw selves. We're not showing ourselves through the lens of how we need to be. We feel like we need to be shown. And an example I would use is I guess Sam's experience back in the voice where you have a producer in front and then probably 10 producers in the way before it actually ends up getting to the, to the audience and they make decisions along the way and they don't know your, your, true nature or your character and whether that's likable or not. They're just trying to create an identity that they think is likable. And what we've done here is we've shown the vulnerability and gone, we're going to show you our true selves, right? And what's and all, and we'll see, we'll see how people respond. And I think people are finding that true reality now is a new thing and it's better than the false reality that those kind of TV shows were producing. Yeah, I, that is so true. And people want to, people, as we said before, people want to see that you're human. They don't want to hear these perfect studio voices all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they want to yeah. see that. And, and I love that. So um, we'll have links for people. Go and check out. There's, there's 20 episodes. But one thing I want to talk about, and we're gonna, you're going to tell me before, but I said, let's do it on live. Now you've got grants. You've got all these things going on. You've got these exciting things. What? I'm excited. Let's share this with me, please, and the rest of the world. I feel like it's an exclusive for you too, my friend. Well, it so. is, mate. This, <laughs> we, we popped a bottle of champagne just before That's why this. we've got these champagnes oh, in our hands now. <laughs> just before oh. the stream. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I'll have a virtual one. I've got like a wall here. So. <laughs> Talk to me about, uh, like about the grant because 
I did see that uh, some Victorian government or um, something yep. like that. Anyway, I, is that right? I, I did a little bit of reading around it. I thought I'd, I had a pretty good understanding after watching 20 sessions live. But mind <laughs> you, I did have a few beers enjoying them. But, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this. So the grant is through Creative Victoria, uh, which is a Victorian government initiative. Uh, we applied for that uh, probably a month ago or so. It was when our numbers started to go pretty strong and we thought maybe this is something we could continue and do in a bit bigger or longer format past uh, coronavirus. And so we applied for a grant and we found out what last week yeah. um, that we actually got the grant. And the premise of the grant was, was the show. It was uh, basically to invest in our, in our new show. It was the grants are for creatives that have lost all of their work that want to reinvent and uh, find a way to deliver their content through a new format. And so I guess our show kind of fitted perfectly in with that brief. We're like, well, that's exactly what we're doing. We're finding a new <laughs> format to deliver what we were doing before. And obviously it resonated with them internally as well because they gave us a grant. Yeah. And we were stoked. And uh, it's now led to us being back in Melbourne from Barmer as of today or yesterday we drove back down uh, because we're looking at a space in Melbourne to potentially continue doing the live streams even once restrictions lift. Because what we can understand is by, I guess, using, by being, using that initiative um, and trying to be innovative, but just in our natural way, um, you know, we've stumbled across that people, I think even when restrictions lift, people want live music in their lounge room on a Friday, Saturday night, if they've got three kids, because they're not going to go to the pub and watch us at 10.30 at the precinct and rock out with a bunch of, you know, <laughs> young yeah, drunk um, people. Yeah, it's like, footy, we're getting, yeah. it's yep. this, it's this, it's this new thing that we didn't know we, that we didn't know we didn't know it. Like, you know what I mean? It was no idea. I, and I love that. And this is what I, I've said this on a number of podcasts, lads. If, if mm. you have not figured something new out in Corona, then you have really missed out because it's been an absolutely amazing opportunity to pivot and think, all right, what can I change or what can I do differently? And so from this on, like, so a space, like what's the space like when you're streaming? Because obviously it's not going to be like a, like a nightclub, like what, <laughs> what talk to us about a space. Cause this is completely different than, you know, a big stage I'm guessing where you normally would play. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a, a very different experience. I guess it's a lot more, like what we're doing in Barmer at the moment. Uh, I guess the space we'd be looking for would be a little bit of a combination of both. We'd love to be able to have people inside the space in, in, in the studio to be able to uh, view and, and enjoy the live stream, but live, you know, it's yeah. still getting streamed out, but a small studio audience basically. Um, so that's the kind of space we're looking for. I don't want I can't reveal like what, what kind no, of space right. it is. Don't give it away. I can, I can say that it's a, it, it looks very rustic. The one we're looking at, um, I think we're part of the appeal of our show is that it feels like very homely country vibes. Um, and we want to continue that vibe as we come across to Melbourne, we're going to take the sign that we have for those of you who haven't watched the, the stream. We have a big sign, a wooden plank at the back of the stage that says the shack on it. Mm. Basically we're going to, we're going to take the shack with us to Melbourne and put it in our live streaming space. Um, as that. you know, a, a tribute to the, the start of the stream. I think, I think that's really important. Are you going to, uh, so I suppose you're probably thinking now you've got a grant. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to go down this track, but is this, so when everything lifts, obviously you can never replace your live gigs and they're going to be great, but 
you are having a way bigger impact than you ever would have. Because like you said, you're probably getting the same drunken crowd. I'm not saying everyone drinks when they go out, but each week you're probably getting the same people. Now, this has opened up so many doors and not only in Victoria, because I know people all around the world are watching. So as far as your impact on the globe is way bigger. So what does the future look like after this? Because I don't want to jeopardize the current, uh, you know, contracts and things you've got. And I know you'll go back to them because they're great. You love it. But what does this look like going forward? Obviously you're renting a space. Um, Talk to us about that. Well, I think it's a gear shift. Like we're in second gear for so long and we're loving it. And this, the, this coronavirus, I think, has skipped three years, potentially, or two years of um, what we were probably going to have to go through anyway. And we've just jumped straight to third gear, maybe like crunched into third gear and didn't use the clutch very well. <laughs> but, um, but like, I, I think it's op- like, I don't, like, if I'm honest with you, I don't necessarily love live streaming. I don't love, but if I can do a live stream and then the next night perform to a crowd, but know that that live stream is reaching. 2000 households and we can, we've got a megaphone that we can spread this message or we can, we can, we can be uh, positive and just do what we're doing in this other medium. I, I think we're just going to take it and run with it. I think it's a new, it's a new light. It's a new road that has stemmed off. And like you say, it probably won't pr- replace our traditional gigs because uh, we still have to pay the bills. Yeah, um, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good addition to the, to the schedule. We would like to do it. Uh, regularly because I feel like having a having a time slot every week that people know they can tune in and get the get the experience is a, is an important part of it and so we're looking at maybe even taking some of our time out from where we would traditionally be available for corporate shows or other things and blocking that out for the live stream stuff even though it doesn't pay us versus the large dollars from corporate um, I think that hybrid model is how we'll go forward because I think it's a, it's a new world you know the restrictions might lift but they're going to take a while and for it to get back to how pubs were before the restrictions were in, I don't think you're going to see a dance floor for a while. Basically. I think live streaming is going to be a fundamental part of the arts for the foreseeable future, at least the next couple of years. So I think being positioned where we have a space and things set up for us to be able to do this permanently and even help other artists. That's another thing I see where uh, we see these really creative and talented people. Um, but they don't have the technology right and they don't get the, the viewership numbers and we can really help with that. We've got the technology background and if we have a space that can be configured for these things, then I feel like this could be a new, whole new thing for people. Wow. Wow. I, I love that. And one of the, the things that I'm really impressed with what you just said there is that consistency, finding a time. And one of the things I've found through uh, over the years is that people do something good, but when you don't get any reward for it financially, people will stop doing it. And um, yep. I know a lot of people at the start were saying, oh, you should charge, you should do things. And yeah. I find it very similar with this podcast, you know, like I've been doing it for four years and I don't make a cent out of it. And this is a really good lesson for anybody listening. It is not about the money. It's the credibility, the contacts and the relationships you make. And like mm-hmm. you just said, every Monday morning, I'll release a podcast. It doesn't matter what I've got on. And it's exactly the same with what you're doing. You know, you're jeopardizing you know, future income. And I know corporate gigs pay really well, but to lock that in, give people something to look forward to. And that is consistency. And that goes with your brand, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 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 And like to your point that you said before, 
it's opened up, a, it has opened up a different avenue. I've got a hundred emails that I've flagged that I need to get back to because people have contacted us from the live stream. And it's like, of course, we don't know where and when we can play to how many people, but there's a hundred emails I need to get back to that are potential gigs and our potential work that's come through this different, this different medium. And in a way is it's going to be better than our manager and that anyone else or any way we were getting gigs beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. I, uh, so I guess one of the, the things I want to finish up with here is a, sort of a two part question is when, when you're thinking about what you've done and talking to other people, um, firstly, how important is it to serve other people and do good things for other people like you guys have? But then also, second part of the question, what are you most proud of about what you've been able to achieve for obviously yourselves, but also, um, you know, you've created something that nobody else has been able to be much of a shining light in this time. So I know I've, uh, I said two questions, but I've got about four in there. So yeah. maybe pick... <laughs> Maybe like remember those books at school where pick you pick one? your own adventure. Go to page fifty-four yeah. if you jump the cliff. Or um, so choose the story, <laughs> listeners. What question do you want them to answer? Goosebumps. I don't know. Go for it. I don't know. Pick one of what I just said. Oh, I'll, I'll start with it. Um, maybe the proud one. I I think I'm proud now of being able to be myself on a camera. Like literally 100% my true personality, not having to feel like you have to modify what you say or what you do to an audience that it's a falsely perceived audience anyway. You're trying to put your image of what you think people think, right? Which is never what people actually think. And this has been a real big eye opener for me in, in being natural and learning to trust and accept who you are as a human and present that to other people, warts and all, like I said before. Um, I'm proud that I can now do that. Uh, I've never done that ever on stage or anywhere. And this, this experience has shown me that that's a good thing to do. Yeah. So I'm proud of being able to do that now. Well, done, yeah. mate. That's, that's really, and that's, that's great, Sammy. And, and you should and be proud it, of that, I'll, mate. That's, really, that's a huge thing to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll like really second that for Sammy in the sense that, you know, I, I grew up, for, sorry, um, I, I, cause of my musicals and 10 years of, I, I've always done performing. I've really seen, I guess, the the transition of Sam Russell uh, change because we used to gig together when we were really early and now we're gigging together on the stream and this kind of relaxed, uh, non-confrontational, uh, re- this in- energetic guy that I get to sit across has benefited him while he's benefiting other people and that benefits me in terms of how we work together even. So it's been, that's been so amazing. So I really agree with that, Sam, for you. And it's, and it's been what an awesome thing to be proud of. Um, for me, I think giving back has always been a big part of who I am. And maybe that comes from my mom and sometimes trying to please too many people and being a yes man and saying that. But this has caught us caught me by surprise 100% and I know caught us by surprise but caught me by surprise and I'm giving back and I didn't mean to give back like I wasn't I wasn't doing it because I'm gonna make people at home happy I was trying to make myself happy I didn't know what was going on in the world I felt confused and all I knew what to do was is to perform and and I was scared and I went for it and I these people probably think I'm helping them out 
But when I see their messages every week of how, how much we've changed their lives, they're helping me out through probably the toughest time of my life, not being around people and not being able to perform how I've performed my entire life. So that's kind of that giving back is it's works both ways. And I, I never realized how much so. Wow. That, that is so powerful. And, and I call it the, like a kindness boomerang because you're giving yeah. kindness and stuff out and, and you get that hit of oxytocin, the love drug, like it, it comes <laughs> back and it hits you so hard. And particularly, this is another thing. If people are listening and, and somebody's done something nice to them, write them a letter, send them something. Don't just think it. And I think yeah. too often that, you know, we just think these things and we go, oh, maybe I'll do it later. Don't do it later. Do it now because yeah. it will seriously make somebody's day. Now, boys, before I wrap this up and everything like that, I, I am really sorry. But the highlight for me was when my auntie, Wendy, got up <laughs> and, and dropped on her knees and just sort of <laughs> <ran> the- <laughs> I don't know what episode that was, but I tell you what, Savvy, that you must have been proud of your mum because I, I saw you crying. Oh, mate, it was hard to hold it together, honestly. Um, I was very proud. I haven't got to do something like that with mum before. And I know uh, previously in my life, I've owned recording studios and mum has suggested to me subtly, you know, subtle elbow on the ribs. <laughs> Maybe Not I want to record a couple of songs, <laughs> you know, just at some stage. She just wanted something uh, hard and you know, produced that she could show this is something that I've recorded for my life. And I don't think she has that. And when this stream came up and Mother's Day was coming up and I put the two and two together in my head and I'm like, this is perfect. I can get (laughs) mum on the stream. She can, she can get her recording, but she can get it in front of thousands of people. And I get to have this moment with my mum. And obviously I didn't, I didn't know how powerful the moment was going to be for me. Like I broke down on camera a little bit, but um, it was so special to be able to do that. Uh, I've performed that song with mum for, for a long time. And uh, she kind of got me my start in music back when, we, when I was 16. She, I remember her sitting me down in the living room and uh, subtly saying, maybe if you practiced that guitar for a little bit more, maybe, maybe in six <laughs> months or 12 months, we could, we could play some gigs. And that made me work pretty hard on, uh, on learning the guitar. And then I ended up getting to gig with her when, when I was 17. And it was so good to be able to you know, revisit those early days and be able to perform with my mum again. And, yeah, and, was, I, and I, I absolutely love that. And boys, I, I just want to say thanks so for nice. making, it was, and, and thanks for making yeah. the time tonight. And you, you should be so proud of what you've been able to achieve. And I know it's not over yet. So for any, obviously there might be some listeners on here that don't actually haven't watched any of them. And, and I'll tell you what, it's like when Netflix releases two series in one, because you've got 20, <laughs> you've got 20 shows to binge the crap out of guys. Right? So yeah. <laughs> where's the best place to find them legends? So if you go to our Facebook page, it's just facebook.com slash Sam, Sam, but different band. Or uh, we also share them on our website, which is Sam, Sam, but different.com. Uh, we stream them on YouTube as well. If you search any of those platforms for Sam Sam but different, you'll find them. Yeah, our name's getting to the top of the field now. So just if you type Sam Sam but different, you'll find us, which is nice. It's not some clothing brand or some other thing. <laughs> some other thing In that Bali. we're like, damn, they got <laughs> Sam Sam but different. It's so unique. We're <laughs> <laughs> both called uh, Sam. <laughs> Well, guys, go and check that out. Um, I'll have links for those in the show notes. This is episode 193. Go and check it out. And boys, I know it's only the start and very exciting. Uh, Thanks for your time. Thanks for giving me something to watch over the past 10 weeks as well. And, um, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing because it is making a huge difference around the world. 
thanks, mate. Appreciate your time. Yeah, we, we love chatting to you, mate. And anytime you want us, we'll be there and love what you do too. So, you know, what goes around comes around, like you said. So thanks, mate. Thanks, boys. I'll remember that when uh, I'm on Google page 1,322 and you're up the top, all right? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll share your link. Oh, thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs>